First things first, let me start by apologizing to you, my dear listener, for not being in touch and in contact with you for the last, what? Yo, it feels like 23 years, but it was just five weeks. It was just five weeks simply because, you know, at work, there are those people called, called HR. Um, yeah, they sent me a love letter and they said, PBK, you've got so many days, you need to take these days because if you don't, you are going to forfeit them. And I thought, okay, I can't sell these days to the company. So let me just rather take those days. And so to borrow from Monli Makanya, I pointed my rickety jalopy in the direction of the entry and went home to KZN, Durban specifically, and even more specific, Chesterville, my home my town, my plagues, my beginning and my ending. Took my la- youngest daughter, Ukayelo, just the two of us in the car, and we had a nice long drive to KZN. Stopping now and then, of course, you have to check the nappy. You have to make sure that she's not feeling too irritated sitting on the car seat. And then when we got there, you're always going to enjoy mommy's food. If you think that I'm joking, I'm going to invite you. I'll take you down to Devon. Oh, when she's here in Johannesburg. And I'm telling this to you, my guest. And uh, I'm going to tell you who my guest is very soon. And so, yes, apologies. Five weeks of no sports live with BBK. But we are back and we are back with a bang. And I'm always happy to be in your company. It is always a great joy. Now business of today they usually say that if you want loyalty you must get a dog but i think that phrase has got to be changed in order to accommodate my guest for today and in the case of this goalkeeper you will understand indeed why 21 years ago in a township in kabeha near port elizabeth a young man was born this was 29 years ago rather and his name is Ronwen Williams. Hello, my name is Tom Pokekana. My name is Sundance Captain. You are listening to Sports Live with BBK, my brother from another man, the dark one. <laughs> my brother from another mother. Welcome to Sports Live with PBK. Oh, good morning, man. Uh, thanks for having me. It's an honor for me to be on the show. It is an honor for me to interview you, you know, because now you, you are a man. I, I, I started talking to you when you were a tiny kid uh, running around <laughs> at uh, Supersport uh, when, when you just uh, made a transition, uh, coming to Johannesburg, leaving uh, Krebecha, Maybe before we even go anywhere, talk to me about that experience, uh, Ronwen, of a young man packing his bags, chasing his dream, a dream of becoming a professional footballer, a goalkeeper in this instance. It must have been teary for, for, for a very young boy. Yeah, I mean, it was difficult. I mean, to leave your home at such a young age, it's not easy, you know. I was a mama's boy, you know. So at first, at first, um, she didn't agree with it. Um, she was against it, but uh, my father, you know, persuaded her that this is an opportunity that, you know, that I needed, you know, that we needed as a community. I mean, because we've got so many talented players and people in Galvandale, in Port Elizabeth, but of course we had limited um, opportunities. You know, he felt this was the perfect opportunity for me to go not only for myself, but for my community as well. 
so yeah, I mean, coming to Supersport, coming for trials, oh, obviously I was excited, you know, I, obviously I made it and reality struck when I had to pack my bags the following year to, to now leave, to come up to Johannesburg, to join the academy. That's when reality struck that I'm going to leave all my family, my friends, all my loved ones behind. Um, I didn't want to get on the bus. You know, I, I tried to, to stay at home, but you know, they persuaded me. Everyone was crying. I was crying. I think for half the trip, you know, up to Joe Johannesburg, I was crying, you know, but luckily for me, you know, I had Kermit with me, you know, so he made it, he made it easier for me, you know, so yeah, it was difficult, but I had a dream and this was an opportunity for me, you know, to persuade it. And yeah, I grabbed it with both, with both hands. You sound like Martin Luther King there when you go, I had a dream, you know? <laughs> and I can imagine a mama's boy in the past with another young star, Kemit Erasmus, heading from Kabecha to Johannesburg, a long trip. But before we even leave Kabecha, there, there, there's the influence of your dad convincing your mom to say, Let's, let, 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 let him go. It is not just for him. It is not just for our family. It is not just for, for, for the immediate family. It is for the whole township. But in the immediate family, I understand that, Ron, when there was someone who was a great figure of influence in you deciding to become a goalkeeper, who was that and why was it such an influence? Um, that was my uncle, my uncle Mokes. Um, obviously, he's my uncle and... You know, he was a goalkeeper as well. And he was one of the best, you know, in, in Port Elizabeth. And he, he, played, he played for the prof, for the province. You know, he, he done very, very well, but I mean, it just ended there. You know, so when my father, what he meant by, um, you know, doing it for the community was exactly that. You know, that we had so many talented people, but they were only good enough to play you know, in Port Elizabeth, in our community. So he had to persuade my mother to let me go. And I mean, it opened many doors, you know, for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of players came after me, Denwin Farmer, Reeve Rosler, and many others, you know. So it opened a lot of doors. And yeah, I mean, my uncle was, you know, he was there. You know, I learned from him. He was my first um, goalkeeper coach, you know, and... Every weekend when he played, you know, I was behind his goals, you know, learning from him. And it just excited me, you know. He was he was always pulling off these match-winning saves. And, you know, it was a wonderful feeling, you know, seeing him do that. And I wanted to emulate him. So your new home is now Super Sports Academy. And when you arrive there, one of the many things a lot of people will see first about you is that you are not as tall as BBK. And I, I, I remember some of the people who were looking at you and accepting you and welcoming you were kind of like worried to say, this uh, Mantinda and the Tigoloshi, this shorty, how is he going to become a goalkeeper? And they told you that for you to be able to succeed, you had to grow a bit. Tell me about that process of what you did to try and embark on getting a few more, you know, inches in terms of uh, your height, Aaron. When? Yeah, I mean, it was difficult. I mean, as much as I had the talent, you know, um, whenever we would play like the stronger teams, your Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando Pirates, you know, they wouldn't play me, you know, because they, they felt I was too short. So every every year we would have end of season report. That's where they tell you if you're coming back the following year, 
how you fared that season. So, you know, one of the things was they were happy with my performance and my growth. But the only thing that was, you know, was worrying for them was I wasn't growing and I was short. You know, I was one of the, the shortest uh, players in the team. And, you know, they they were worried uh, to such an extent that they had to go and see my family to see how tall my parents are, my immediate family. And they told me, yeah, that I need to grow. And I didn't know how or what to do, you know. So that's when I asked people what to do. No one knew what if people were making jokes about the telling, saying they're going to stretch me out. And I just, you know, I just uh, took that initiative. Whenever we were free, we would have spare time. I would sleep. You know, the other boys would be playing around, uh, you know, and watching TV. I would go and sleep, you know, hoping, you know, that me resting, you know, would give my body time to grow. and. The club actually helped, you know. Uh, they, I think they got a sponsor with USN. And we had a lot of protein shakes. So, you know, hopefully I think that helped as well, you know, because, I mean, when I was 16, 17, you know, I just shot out, you know. Then I was, from being the shortest in the team, now I was the tallest, you know, and people couldn't believe it. People couldn't believe it. So, yeah, I would say the remedy was the sleeping and obviously the protein shakes and the bars and obviously the good food we had. Yeah, you know, when you talk about sleeping and growing, it, it reminds me of a, a certain former minister when when load shedding was really starting to be like an everyday thing and, and the journalists were there at the press conference and they were asking a question to say, but what do we, why do we deserve this load shedding? Why is this thing even happening? What do we do with our time? And she said, you must just sleep. You, you, you will grow. <laughs> You know, so I think she was talking to you <laughs> and you followed the advice in case you've just joined us and you're wondering who is at the under end of the voice or the voice at the other end of uh, this conversation. It is that of uh, Super Sports United and Bafana Bafana and number one goalkeeper Ron Wen Williams, who is my guest right here on Spotlight with PBK. Now, now, Ron Wen, I'm just going to change take a pitch. We're going to come back to Super Sports and everything else. But this month represents a new era. Um, a new dawn, if you like, um, when you look at Bafana Bafana, when you look at the national team. First, like I told you, when you and I were in Durban last week, uh, attending that's a function of Adidas, where they are running their campaign of Impossible is Nothing, which started, if I recall, in 2006 with uh, one of my all-time favorite footballers, Zinedine Zidane, as one of the faces. It is back this year. You, Ronwen, were there, as well as Sia Kolisi, the captain of the Springboks, as well as Akani Simbini, who just a couple of weeks back ran a beautiful and amazing race in the 4x4, which the commentators thought that Brazil had snatched it, only to find that uh -uh, it is the South Africans who've got it. And a lot of other stars, you know, locally and internationally are part of this Adidas campaign. Impossible is not thing what i want to talk about bafana is it looks like everything is impossible with the team we have not qualified for the afcon that's going to be in cameroon next year the coach has been fired for the umpteen time and yet the people who hire and fire the coaches remain in the office one of them is your homeboy the president of safateni jordan but now to you hugo bruce what did you know about Hugo Bruce before he was even announced as the new Bafana Bafana coach? Obviously, I, you know, I saw what he'd done with Cameroon before, you know, watching the previous AFCON. And, 
when he got announced, obviously you go on Google and then you start doing your research as well. You know, before you meet someone, you want, you know, slight, you know, slight advantage. So I know more or less about him and what he's done and where he's coached and all his achievements. So yeah, when they announced him, you know, uh, the first thing that struck is that he won the FCON, you know, and, you know, obviously he's got the experience. So maybe that's what we need, you know, as a country at this time. Uh, but in saying that, I mean, us as players, you know, we need to put our hand up and and take the blame, you know, for not being at the next FCON. You know, we let ourselves down. We can't be, be blaming the coach or, you know, the people higher up. It's us, you know, because, I mean, at the end of the day, we had the strongest possible team available. You know, as much as we didn't have all our other stars due to the COVID and due to injuries, um, we had uh, our strongest available team and we should have done the job and we failed. So, you know, if people need to be uh, looked down upon, it's us as players. You know, we need to raise our hands and, and accept, accept that we, we let the country down, we let ourselves down. Talking about accepting that you let the country down, you let yourselves down, Ron, when it's something that has been happening forever now since the days of gold in 96, pro, uh, uh, silver in uh, 98 in Egypt, as well as bronze. Two years later in Mali. But what one worries about what one worries about is, do, do the players understand? I, I, I get ordinary South Africans walking up to me anywhere you go, like, but do these boys catch it? Do, do they understand how hurt we are? Other people will go to the extent uh, of saying that I, I feel nothing for Bafana Bafana anymore. And that is a crying shame in my eyes because you would want people to derive pride, to be inspired by a national team. I know that Rugby and soccer are two completely different sports, even at World Cup level. I mean, look at the numbers of how many teams play this sport and the other one. But, you, you know, people are, are, are crying out for, give us something to, 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 to hold on to, something to, to make us put our chest out and have a bounce on our steps in the same way that the Springboks. I mentioned Siakolisi, you know, you were there. You heard how much this whole thing means to him. Do you guys get it? That, that the people are heartful with, with your perennial underachievement? Yeah, obviously, we know. I mean, we feel exactly the same way. I mean, they're hurting, we're hurting as well because we know we're letting the country down. So we feel their pain. Obviously, we feel like failures and no one wants to feel like that. Um, you know, but in saying that, you know, I had a, a long think why things is not going our way. And if I look at the back at the times when we were successful, I think 90% of the team was playing overseas, were playing in good leagues, you know. And looking now, I top leagues, you know, and not being a squad player, they were playing, actually playing, you know. So they were playing week in, week out against the world's best. You know, I mean, if you look at the AFCON, uh, the 1996, you know, half the team or 90% of the team were playing overseas, 98, same thing. Even if you look at the players' 2002 World Cup, you know, most of them were playing overseas. And as the years has gone by, I think the less players have gone to top leagues, 
You know, if I look now, I think it's only Percy Tau and Pongani Zungu, Keegan Dolly, Lebu Piri, you know, and Motiba. I mean, that's only five, you know, who's playing in, I mean, the top three leagues in the world. Before, I mean, the Premier League was full of South Africans playing week in, week out against the world's best. And I feel us as footballers, we need to strive to go overseas, to play you know, in these bigger leagues, to work hard, to come out of our comfort zone here. Because, you know, we, we, we're letting ourselves down. We're letting the nation down. And we need to go out there and, like I said, come out of our comfort zone, go and challenge ourselves there. I mean, if we challenge ourselves, that's how we're going to get better. I mean, you look at Percy Tau, who's our best player, you know, per se, and, you know, he's not playing there. Struggling to you know, break so into the starting 11 you know, of Brighton, yeah. Yes, so it's it's not easy, you know, getting there. You know, but once we're there, you need to double our efforts. And I feel, you know, people, all footballers need to strive now, you know, to go overseas. And I think that's going to help us as a country. You know, not downplaying the PSL or anything, but you can't compare the PSL to the top five leagues in the world. Most definitely. And now that you've raised the name of Pesitao, I think perhaps... What needs to happen is also to find a situation where our South African players can be like Pesitao. And I'm talking in terms of mindset, you know, because you are saying, and correctly so, that we, we, we've lost the grading in, in terms of uh, the top uh, five in the world. We, we be it, uh, Italian Serie A, be, be, be it, um, uh, your, your, your EPL, your La Liga, your, your, your French League. But Percy went to England for Brighton but immediately was shipped out to, to Belgium, uh, Ronwen. And in Belgium, that is where he really knuckled down. Uh, at second division, got noticed, became player of the season, scored goals, and they went to the top tier. And there, playing for club Bruges, and he still went and got to Anderlecht. We're talking the big giants of the Belgian league now. And... To a point where by the time he gets together with Vincent Company, he is going to be recalled by Brighton because they've seen the work he's done. I'm using him as an example because way too many times you found a player going overseas uh, to Belgium, uh, to Denmark, and seven months down the line, you are lucky if they stay there for two years. And what's the next thing that they do? They come back to South Africa. If you want to be taken as somebody who's chasing their ultimate goal. You need to be able to knuckle down because Percy, it was a repeat. Even here in South Africa with Sundowns, he was loaned out to an NFT team and, and, and he didn't complain. He didn't frown. He didn't throw his toys out of the court because he's got this burning ambition and desire to become the ultimate that he can be. Look at where he is now. So I'm, I'm, I'm echoing your sentiments in a way to say, we're not saying you're rubbish, but we're saying that the attitude of the players at some stages it looks like, ah, oh, no, it's just something I have to do. Show up at training, and then after that, my car, Shisanyama, or whatever, and then, you know, I, I will see them tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I understand that that's how people feel about us. And, you know, obviously, with all the failures we've had over the years, that's what the perception people have of us. Um, but people need to understand that football has grown immensely in Africa. As much as we have the talent... I mean, if you look at the, the bigger nations, you know, most of the majority of the team of their players are playing overseas. 
you know, and that's why we can't really compare and compete with them because, I mean, like I said, again, you can't compare our local league to the top five, you know. So, like you said, you know, we need that mentality of Percy Tau, you know, that never say die attitude, you know. He, he knows what he wants and he's going to sacrifice and work hard for it. And, you know, we, we just need to come out of our comfort zone. You know, that's the, I think that's the main thing is to come out of our comfort zone because here we, like you said, we've got the cars, we've got the houses, our friends, our family is there. I mean, if you look overseas, there's no one there with you. You know, you're all by yourself and you can focus more on your football, you know. And you, I mean, you look at someone like Kamuelo Mokocho, who's been overseas for the past 10 years, you know, and you can see his level when he comes to Bafana, you know, his, his level is, you know, top notch because he's, he's, he's used to playing against top people week in, week out. Ronwen Williams, Bafana Bafana goalkeeper, Super Sports United goalkeeper. I said in my introduction that they normally say if you want loyalty, you must get a dog. But in this case, in, in, in terms of your person, you must get a Ronwen Williams. Because he, the phenomenon of one club man is very rare. And you are one of those, you know. And I'll then say you may be following in the footsteps of another goalkeeper, somebody that you 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 nudged off the Bafana Bafana number one position. And Itumelengkune. When you think Itumelengkune, you only think Kaiser Chiefs. When you think Ronwen Williams, you think Super Sports United. How does this work? Uh, is it a question of no offers coming through because I uh, know it's too short, Piginini? Or is it a question of Ronwin and Supersport being so comfortable with each other that even if an offer comes through, and if there were offers that came through, please do share with us uh, and tell us why those offers were turned down. I mean, recently uh, there was talk about MLS, a club there. There's always a mention of your name alongside that of Orlando Pirates as well. Indulge us. Yeah, I mean, the relationship with myself and Supersport has, has been so good. I mean, I feel at home. And the main thing is the honesty, you know, that they've had with me throughout my time at the club, you know, starting way back when they were honest to say, you need to grow in order for you to go to the next level. And, you know, the main thing for me was, you know, when things is not going your way, are they still going to back you? And I think they did, you know, for years when I wasn't doing well, when I was making mistakes, you know, when I was carrying, I was overweight a bit, you know, they, 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 still, they still stuck by me. And that's the main thing, you know, they, they knew what they invested in and they didn't give up on me, you know. And I think I had to reward them, you know, for not giving up on me and helping me. I mean, they've helped me change my life, you know, and obviously my family's lives. Now I can look after my family you know, and better their lives, you know. So, you know, I don't forget things like that. And, I mean, Supersport is a big team, you know. They, obviously, we can't com compete with the top three, but, you know, we're not far off. We're not far off. And I feel at home and I feel every season, you know, we've got, we've got the ambition to challenge. We always just let ourselves down. And I'm just happy at Supersport. And I personally haven't received any offers you know, um, I don't know where the links always comes with Orlando Pirates, but <laughs> Listen here. for the past few years. Listen yeah, I was not born yesterday. <laughs> yeah, 
No, I promise you, I have never spoken to anyone at Orlando Pirates, and I don't think uh, my my management has, because they would have let me know. You know, I would I would tell you honestly if you know I did, but no one ever approached me unless they approached the club, because I think the chairman and our CEO they've got a good relationship, so maybe they spoke about it, but anyone from Pirates speaking to me never. Sure, and now. When you talk about super sports um, not competing with the big three, I think you are just being a, a little bit unfair on yourselves. Because when you look at the last five, seven, ten years, and you look at the amount of trophies that Amantan Santa has been able to collect, it says that you you are indeed a big team and you 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 really can punch above your weight. Uh, perhaps what you're missing now is to. Go back to the Halloween days when when you had a, a hat trick, you know, of 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 PSL championships when that happened during the era of Kevin Hunt. When you look at how Peter Musiman as well raised the brand and the profile of Super Sport United in the seven years that he was there, and for when Hunt comes in and takes the baton, you've been able to attract coaches like Bob Baxter and them to come and coach you and. Almost everyone who's come in has been able to win some kind of trophy. Eric Tinkler comes to mind as well. But when you look at the season that you guys have had, you started pregnant, heavily pregnant with promise. Um, things look like they've spiraled out of the control right now, Ronwen. And um, yes, Caetano has done a job. But uh, you were there for a month or two with Sundowns, with Morocco uh, Swallows FC, Swallows FC, and 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 Lamonville Golden Arrows, and and you seem to be to have lost the plot. What what could be the contributing factor behind that? I mean, that is that has been typical of us as SuperSport for the past five seasons, where we go on, we win the MTN Eight, we win the NetBank, we start well in the league, and then. You know, we just drift away. And I mean, it happened for the past five, six years. Myself and Dean, you know, we, we had a long discussion as to what the problem is. And, you know, we just can't seem to put our finger on it because it's happened week in, season in, season out, every season. You know, it's the same thing where you think we, we've turned the corner and then just to let it slip by again. And I think it's just down to the the belief. I don't think all the players believe that we can challenge the bigger teams, you know? I don't think they think we can. I mean, we can do it for four or five games in a cup, but to do it for consistently for 30 games, I don't think we have that mentality. And it's it's sad, you know, because you work so hard, you know, to maintain this consistency for 30 games, but yet we always let it slip by. And... And I think um, the only thing it's down to is, is the mentality because, um, you know, we we are a very young team as well. We've always, you know, prided ourselves, you know, in the youngsters. And you know how youngsters are, you know, they chase the fame and glory. So once they get a man of a match or they play well or they get some sort of recognition, they stop working. You know, they stop working. And I mean, the last few years, you know, we've lost a lot of our experienced players. Clayton Daniels, Morgan Gold, Dean Furman, you know, all these experience that we had, Tusopala, Renelue, Letsulaniani. That's guys you don't need, you don't have to tell them to work, you know, and now because they've achieved it all and they know, you know, it's their job. And now with the youngsters, it's, 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 it's much more difficult, you know, because they're still chasing the Chisanyamas. They want to be seen. They want to be, you know, they like 
the limelight, you know. And I mean, our technical team, our coaches tried, you know, to keep them humble. But, you know, it, it's, it's all down to you as a player. Indeed. And you've got a lot of players that you are able to bring into the team, bring to the fore when those experienced ones leave. I, I'm looking at Tebo Humkwena. 24, Sipombule, 23. The Olympics are coming up in Japan, if indeed they are going to go ahead, because it looks like it's touch and go in that regard. Those two guys have a fantastic tournament. Let's say Team South Africa goes all the way uh, in terms of our under-23. I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist. To the semifinals, uh, and Mbule and, uh, and, uh, and Mkwena have a fantastic tournament. Somebody's going to be watching. Somebody's going to be watching there because... Because of this COVID-19 times that we live in, not so many teams have got a lot of back to go around. Uh, you're not going to see in the transfer now uh, mega millions of money as we've seen pre-COVID being splashed around. So uh, a bargain of a player, if I may put it that way, coming from South Africa will be something. And that will mean two of your key players leaving the team. If it doesn't happen at the Olympics, their names are always constantly linked to a Chiefs, to a Pirates, to a Sundowns. At some stage, they are going to go. How do we then see Supersport United filling that gap in order to make sure that the grade doesn't go down, as with Morgan Gould, Yael Tulunyane, Tusopala, as you've mentioned, and with these guys who are part of the team now, who may be looked at as some of the senior players if they go. That gap is going to be massive. I know you always go and mine in the academy, but you can't be losing players every two, three seasons when you cannot be keeping them and try and mount that challenge. Perhaps that could be an, an impediment. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with that. You know, every season or every second season, we lose all our, our top talents, you know. and But I mean, we've always, for the past 10, 15 years that I've been at the club, I've always seen that we always manage to replace them, you know, and no player is irreplaceable, you know, uh, maybe. So we want them to go. We want them to go overseas. I think um, Mr. Stan Matthews came out and said, you know, after the Olympics, they need to go overseas, you know, and they need to have the ambitions of a Percy Tau. Don't look local, you know, go overseas. They've got the talent. They've got the ability. I mean, they've played for both of them as being part of the Bafana setup at their age. You know, Mukwena has played, Mbule was at the previous one. So they need to go overseas, you know. That's where I see them, you know. They shouldn't strive to to sign local, you know. Take that, 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 big, that big step, you know. That's what we need as a country, you know. We need more players in the bigger leagues. And I feel both of them, you know, they've got the ability to play in, in those bigger leagues. But, I mean, we've got, again... We've got Jesse Don, we've got Jamie Weber coming through, we've got Moses Waiswa. So if they go, you know, we'll be covered because, I mean, Jesse Don has played now, he's done very well. Jamie Weber as well, you know. So, you know, we'll always be covered, you know, and that's what I like about Supersport, you know. They don't they don't just sign for this season, you know. They've got, they've got the program for you. And if you look through our team now, we've got a lot of youngsters. Luke Fleers, he might also be part of the Olympics team. He's, he's there in the preliminary squad. So, you know, they need to go and challenge themselves and go overseas. You know, once they they board that plane to Japan, they shouldn't be coming back. They must stay that time. Ronwen Williams, my guest right here on Sports Live with PBK, with myself, Barringba Tsukorchas. Ronwen, quickly, you 
are very frank and honest. We disappointed the country. We've let the country down. We take the blame. You have a chance of making amends. There is a World Cup qualifying campaign that is going to start in a couple of months. It is a new start, new coach. Probably there will be a lot of new players because when you listen to him, he's not going to be somebody who's going to come and cling on to what is there. He wants to build a new team. So this campaign for Qatar is even more difficult than the campaign for Cameroon in the sense that you have to finish top of your group and be part of one of 10 teams from which 10 you're going to play two matches home and away from which five will go and represent Africa in the World Cup. If you couldn't do it in a campaign that takes 24 teams for AFCON, why should we trust? Why should South Africans have belief and faith that you will be doing it for the World Cup, which looks a bit more difficult as a campaign? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, like you said now, there's a, there's a new, there's change now. You know, sometimes change is good. You know, sometimes it can be bad. And But we just need to believe, you know, and obviously learn from our mistakes. We know where we let it down. You know, we should have, we, sh- we should have beat Ghana at home. We know that. Um, you know, when you, in Africa, you need to, you need to take advantage of your own games. And that's where we let ourselves down. You know, so we need to learn from this. Because they came here to play for a draw. You know, that's the first time seeing a Ghana team come and sit back against us, you know, but still we created the chances. And I mean, we need to to see where we've let ourselves down. And I mean, going to Sudan, we knew we only needed a point. Why do we play an open game? You know, so we need to learn from this, sit down. Obviously, the coach will do his analysis. He will obviously watch all the games and see, you know, where our mistakes were. And hopefully... You know, uh, we can just do our best. Um, we just need to believe that it's possible. Um, if he's going to come with his new ideas, we need to take it on board. You know, we need to support him. Um, and yeah, just put the past behind us. Learn from it. That's the main thing is learn from our mistakes from the Ghana and Sudan game because that was two different games where the Ghana one, we should have won. The Sudan one, you know, just play for a draw. Why do we play an open game? You know, and to concede so early as well, you know, that's when we need to be more at our, more focused, you know. So we need to learn from this, you know. So going into the World Cup, hopefully we can start on a good on a new slate, you know, on a new page and put away all those bad habits that we had. You know, you, you're talking about Ghana. Ghana did not have their first team. They didn't have their full strength team. And Perhaps that is what motivated them to play in the way that they did with Bafana with that game. But as you say, Champions League, Confederation Cup, AFCON, win your home games and half the job is done. You could have beaten Ghana. We all saw the chances. I'm not going to mention individual players and all of that. But you go to Sudan, you lose 17-0. It doesn't really matter. Not that we want you to lose 17-0. But the job would have been completed. Um... Hugo Bruce, we hope is going to be a new broom that is going to sweep clean. We, we hope that is going to be able to put things in place. But can Supersport United, through a broadly crobler, have at least something to cheer in terms of top goal scorers award? Because scored those goals, it, it was a while 
before he, he had scored them. But in, in that man, your team, um, you, you have a, a player who's really able to, to, to get it in the back of the net. Unfortunate over the years with injuries, especially when he's called up for Bafana Bafana. Next game he plays, Bradley's injured, he's out. Um, he's a great man. Son of uh, Bradley, uh, I mean, uh, Les Robla, former Morocco a striker. Yeah, I mean, wonderful player, wonderful person. I've always said, you know, our success has been down to him over the years. You know, as much as other players always get the recognition, but it's his overall game. You know, he was he was there when Brocky was scoring all those goals, you know, uh, where people were more focused on him. And then Brocky would just be free. You know, and many people didn't see that until he started banging in those goals. But for years, I always said, you know, he's the he's the best striker we've got, you know, because his overall game, you know, he is deadly with, with his head, with his feet, left, right. He can score, you know, anyhow. And I mean, looking at, once again, looking at the Ghana and Sudan game, we did not go in with our strong team as well. I mean, we did not have a recognized striker, per se. We didn't have Lebu Motiba, Bradley Grobla, Kermit Erasmus. All those guys that were called up, that were part of our campaign, were not there. You know, and not having Dean Furman, Pongani Zungu, Kamuelo Mokocho. So as much as Ghana did not have their stars, we didn't have our players as well. You know, and I feel it would have... It was, you know, it was, it was not nice, you know, going into that game. You knowing that you need to give a lot of players their debut in such an important game. I'm not blaming them, but you know, it's a different ball game, you know, playing at interna- international level. And yeah, it was sad, you know, that we didn't have an out and out striker. Um, and hopefully, you know, the injuries, you know, it's, it's you know, is put to s- aside now for Bradley and he can just focus on banging in those goals and. He's done amazingly well for us. I think he scored over 30 goals in the last two seasons. So for that's sure. amazing for him. You know what? I think this is where we're going to love and leave you. This is where we are going to say thank you very much for availing yourself. Uh, this should have happened last week, you know. But uh, yeah, HR, you know, our HR <laughs> said no. And sit there, you got to come back. Uh, Ronwen Williams, um, thank you. Uh, keep your head down. Work hard. If you if you if you if you follow what I do, you will end up being taller than my firstborn son, who is actually taller than me. If you think I'm tall, you haven't seen anything, my friend. Um, the the words that you you shared with us about Bafana Bafana, I, I would like for you to to take that with you as an individual, to take that with you when you go to camp, whenever camp comes to Bafana, and, and really have this frank brutally honest conversation amongst yourselves about what it means wearing that shirt. You know, Ronwen, I, I come from a family where I'm told that my maternal grandfather, uh, Utesmond Batu, uh, a courteous, so he would have been PDK, um, was a football player uh, in the mold of uh, Ilibero, that they, they, they say. He played for a club called Soge Simbone in, in Pizza Maritzburg. He played for a club called PC Plex Amachapan in, 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 in um, Durban in a place called Umkumban, which will be your equivalent of a Sophia Town here in Johannesburg. 
those who know him, those who saw him, his peers, they, they speak greatly about him as a player. So a lot of us, millions of us South Africans really, really love this football. We breed football and we know that there are generations of players who, because of the evil system of apartheid, were never able to showcase their amazing skills. You know, when you watch the old videos and all of that, you get to see Ogutiei. We had this nonsense apartheid not been here. Perhaps we could have won Nations Cup so many times. Maybe even a shot at the World Cup. We will never know. So we're saying that you guys at some stage must really feel and take it to heart that you're not just there for yourselves and what have you. You are there for more than 54 million South Africans who are sick and tired. Like I said earlier on, I used the strong word heartful, but people are really, really unhappy with the underachievement of Bafana Bafana. Hope this new era with the new coach, whoever comes in as the new players, those who stay as experienced players and what have you, are really going to make sure that South Africa rises like the proverbial phoenix and make sure that we show the world and even more importantly, we show ourselves that we, we can play this football thing a bit. I'm sorry to be preachy. I'm sorry to be sounding like I'm on the pulpit and giving a sermon. But we love this game. And we want to see our team do well. Thank you for joining us on Sport Live with PBK. Hi, thanks so much, man. I appreciate your words. Uh, I'll definitely take it and keep it in mind. And hopefully we can change it around. We must just stay positive. Hopefully, stay positive. That's Ronwen Williams, Bafana Bafana number one, as well as Super Sport United number one goalkeeper and ambassador of uh, Adidas Three Stripes and their campaign of Impossible is Nothing. We've come to the end of this edition. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed talking to Ronwen. And yeah, I promise you, I will never go away for five more weeks. I will never. I, I, I'll, at, at best, it will just be for one week. And to our producer, the lovely and beautiful Paige, thank you very much.